Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! Victory Monday, second straight Victory Monday. Here we go, Jets fans. It might be time to start thinking about the 2022 season a little bit differently. The Jets are 3-2 and two after a resounding 40-17 win over the Dolphins. Best start since 2017. Thanks for joining the Can't Wait Podcast. Tim McMaster here, along with Zach Rosenblatt, our Jets writer here at The Athletic, and our producer, Marissa Dunn. We have a lot to get to. Um, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, the defense. We'll also talk about the other factors in this game, maybe not so good, the fact that the Dolphins were running out a third-string rookie quarterback. But we have to start with something completely different. (laughs) That's right. Happy birthday, Zach. <laughs> That's an Happy it. birthday, Zach. Oh, thank you. I don't even know how you did that effect, but that was pretty good. That was cool. <laughs> well, it actually, there we go. Oh, there we Start go. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Victory Monday, Zach's birthday. Come on, Jets fans. Like, he is the reason they're winning. I mean, Connor leaves the beat and Zach takes over and look at it. So everybody better wish Zach a very happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. That's very nice. And thank you everybody who's commenting on it right now. So it's wild now. Um, when you go on Twitter, if you just go to someone, like I clicked on, it does like the balloons or whatever. Yeah. I clicked on you and suddenly balloons popped up everywhere. I was like, when, (laughs) when did Twitter become Facebook? I don't know. It's it's, before the start, Marissa like kicked me at you. You need to leave for 30 seconds. I was like, uh, yeah, I was testing that out. I I see why. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so I don't want to bring up something that might be painful for you, Zach, but I did, I did have to, I thought about this a little bit. Um, I thought about this last week and, and texted you about it, but now that I know it's your birthday, so get me this straight. Get get this straight. You chose working at the fine company of the Athletic over spending your birthday in Europe. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, it, yeah. I was texting you guys about this. So I was, as you guys all know, I was covering the. Man, a lot of nice comments in here. Um, I I, I was covering the Giants before, and so obviously when the schedule came out in April or, or May or whatever, when it comes out. Uh, I start booking my my trips, the travel, start planning hotels, stuff like that. I I planned to go to Ireland for the first time out of after after the the England game because I'd never been to Ireland. It was gonna be on my birthday. I was very excited. And then then as I joked to you guys, then the Athletic had to come in and give me a great job offer. So <laughs> Ireland, but, the Athletic. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm we're so, happy you know. you're here. We're happy. <laughs> you. think, good, good choice. Yes, we you. think you made the right choice. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I can go. Ireland will still be there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it is crazy though uh, that that you just miss out on that trip because of the opportunity. But hey, it it is what it is. Um, it's just well, let's get into this. Wonder when uh, wondering Chris Strebler's birthday is. By the way, you probably should know that. You know? <laughs> oh, there you go. Point. That's a good tie-in. January yeah. 6th. 
January birthday guy. Oh, okay. Playoffs during the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Oh. When the Jets are on their Super Bowl trek. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Actually, no, that'll be regular season this year. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Late January, yeah, January yeah, yeah. 6th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it goes God. to like the eight or something like that. Yeah. yeah something like that. So that'll anyway. be the final, like getting ready for week 18 win yeah. and they're in the playoffs situation. All right. Anyway, back to reality <laughs> a little bit, but not all the way back to reality because the Jets won 40 to 17. Uh, and the way I wanted to start this was it just felt, I mean, there's a lot of things that went into this game, right? It was a third string quarterback for most of the game and, and all of that, but it was also a, an explosive team. And the way the jets won this game, I think is the most important thing because it felt a little different. They, they looked really good early. Um, it's the NFL. You're playing professional players. The dolphins came back and then the jets just took this game over late and they did it. And you wrote a little bit about this in your story with swagger. Like you could see, the swagger there in the fourth quarter and they also did it with the young guys which was a big yeah. part of your story and and i thought um just this story to start things off zach i didn't realize this until i read it in your piece that these key rookies on this jets team spent the whole draft season working out together not knowing that they'd end up on the same team i i actually didn't know that until reading your piece today so so i i, th I think it was Brees had mentioned that in training camp um and i don't I, it really wasn't that much written about it or anything funnily enough but in, like the more you think about it it's, it's pretty wild like these guys I, they worked at like a exos training facility which is like where a lot of the top guys go they were in texas garrett wilson was at the one in arizona but still the fact that these guys had no idea they were going to be teammates they work out together they, they i don't know how many of them knew each other before they started working out together and then like i saw was telling me in the locker room the draft the draft comes and one by one uh they they start like wait we i worked out with him i worked out with him too and they're like <laughs> calling each other and facetime each other and so they they came in with like this relationship already and like i, I kind of I, I wrote about this a bit in in the, in the piece that you're that you're talking about like th this this draft class like it, it just feels like th this is the reason why this is not the same old jets anymore like th these guys just carry themselves a different way last year's draft class to a degree too like elijah Vera tucker i'm sure we're going to talk about every week at this point, but we have to talk about him again. Like Zach Wilson played well. Um, uh, Elijah Moore didn't really do much, but yeah, I mean, you know, that this draft class in particular, like it, it, it really has carried this team in a, in a pretty crazy way for it for five weeks into the season. And all three of their wins are in large part because of these guys. Like if you look at Garrett Wilson in week two, he had that game against the Browns. Um, and then these last two weeks, you have sauce Gardner and Brees Hall, both, having the games that they have, especially this, this last game, Brees Hall absolutely was a star making turn sauce Gardner, all that. But if, if there's any reason for optimism that they can keep building on this performance. And I know we're going to talk about like the dolphins were pretty shorthanded and all that stuff, but the jets didn't used to win this, these type of games. And even if even during the game, it started to feel like it was about to be, you know, I hate to keep saying same old jets. Cause you know, they had gone up, Forget what how much they had gone up. Um, actually, I'm pulling up right here. It was 19 to seven. Yeah, 19 to seven. Yeah, and then and then they the and then this who they play yesterday? The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> sorry. sorry, it's your birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday. The Dolphins battled back, and all of a sudden it was 19 to 17. Right. That that was the score. Yeah. And yeah, and then and, they had a field goal attempt. Yeah, and then they had a field goal attempt. So yep. it it just feels like you know everything they're running the ball with ease. Uh, Raheem Mostert was just like. If in retrospect, they the, the Jets were just like 
forcing them to run the ball instead of letting them let Tyreek and, and Jalen Waddle beat them. But they got it to 1917 and they're attempting a field goal. And that's usually the moment where like, uh oh, things are it, like every like it really just like in the building or in the press box. It just feels like, oh, crap, here we go again. Um, and then the opposite thing happens. It's like this team just turns it on in the fourth quarter in a way I've never seen before. And Salah had an interesting theory about that. Uh, he said a lot of he thinks a big reason why they're better in the fourth quarter is because they have so many young players. And so, you know, over the course of a season, young players get better as the season goes along. And he also feels like over the course of a game early in the season, they're learning things as the game progresses. And then it gets to the fourth quarter and, you know, maybe they're noticing things that the other team's doing or they're, you know, more on their P's and Q's. I, I think that says a lot about this rookie class that they're like that smart and able to process things in that way. And and they're t on top of just being super talented and this is a this is a fun group. Like at the very least, whatever happens the rest of the season, like I think, you know, Jets fans are excited today. I don't want to like you know rain on their parade or anything. I t expectations should be tempered. I still think there's a long way to go for them to be like a playoff team or anything like that. But this is gonna be a, this is a fun team as long as these these young guys are playing like this. So I got to throw this up here because you could have been hanging out with Hugh <laughs> Baker today. Oh man, but, Hugh. I'll visit but. you one day. <laughs> for our audio although, listeners he although is in he, ireland he's in yeah ireland, he said so he, yeah, cause, well cause somebody said that uh, somebody said to him earlier that you should go to scotland not ireland i've actually been to scotland already so mm, okay um, world travelers dad. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> although hugh wouldn't know you because he's a jet fan and you would have been covering the giants but <laughs> yeah. true. um all right let's go through these rookies kind of one at a time here in these performances yeah. let's start with Brees hall because that was the this was kind of it felt like uh, Sauce Gardner had had kind of his breakout. Yeah. Garrett Wilson had his breakout against the Browns. But this, even though Brees Hall won the rookie of the yeah, week yeah. award a week that was ago. That just because of fan voting, though, I think. Yeah. yeah, he blew it out of the water this week. Uh, 18 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Two catches, 100 yards through the air. Just a dominant performance. The 79-yard catch, obviously, awesome. really stands out. Not just because it was a 79-yard catch, 79 yard catch. But the way he carried, I think it was Kohu. Um, yeah. Like he, it was almost like on a ball and chain on his ankle, right? On his back and then his ankle. And he's pulling it's, and he's pulling and he comes like, up like, like it's two like you're playing. Short. It's like you're playing backyard football. And like, you have, I, have, I have two older brothers. And like, you know, I'm the younger brother. And my older brother who's bigger than me. Like, it's like I try and tackle him. He just carries me across the field. Like, that's yeah. what it looked like. And then he, fell down, and then he fell down at the one. Two, yeah. two, two different times he got tackled at the one. And I, and I jokingly asked him, I'm like, do you wish the field was 99 yards instead of 100? <laughs> and he's like, I just need to fight for that extra yard, I guess. But yeah, he finally going, did. Yeah. yeah, he finally did get into yeah. the end zone. Um, you, I love that on Monday mornings, I can just go to your Twitter feed and you just all this information comes out about PFF and all these different numbers uh, and plays and that sort of thing. And I, I did think it was interesting. We've kind of monitored this through the season, Carter and Hall and their usage. And yesterday, Brees Hall, 41 plays. Carter 25. It's so it's a significant kind of swing to him being the guy. That said, Carter only 21 yards, but a couple of touchdowns and some plays as well. It feels like this is the first game where the two-headed monster that you envision in this offense, what the Niners had um when Robert Sala was over there, has kind of shown up now for the Jets. Yeah. You know, at the beginning of the season, it was close to a 50-50 split. I think Carter had more snaps the first three weeks, I want to say. Um, but I, I, I think what you're seeing, you know, and you and I have talked about this. Uh, you know, it, it did feel like Brees was close to breaking one loose. He was close to having that breakout game. It just like wasn't quite there. He would just miss. He would miss the hole. He wasn't 
going as north and south was the big teaching point. Last week, you kind of feel it, but he really gets involved in the passing game. And then this week, he he just blew it wide open. And I think what you're seeing with the running back rotation is he's too talented to, to take off the field almost. You know, I, I think in the beginning of the season, uh, there was he was still developing in their eyes as like a pass path catcher in terms of route running and, and in terms of protection. I don't know how he's I haven't really you know looked into it too much in terms of the blocking, but in terms of the route running and the pass catching, he's been pretty stellar. Um on, on that 79 yard play, he was wide open. They they had actually had both of the running backs in the backfield. They faked a handoff to Michael Carter. Everybody bit and Brees Hall was wide open down the field. And that's when he when he started his run. So the fact that they have both of them and both are effective, both pass catching and running is is awesome. But I think now, you know, I I think before the season I talked about how maybe in the beginning of the season um you'll see a 50 50 split and then as the season progresses maybe Brees starts taking it over even if it's still 60 40 or something like that I, I think it maybe happened a little earlier than i expected uh but from here on here on out like i think he's gonna he really has a chance to put i know i i again another thing I, I said i think he has a chance to win offensive rookie of the year like that's what i thought his talent level was and if he plays like this he obviously will have a, i mean he almost had 200 total yards it was one of the best uh running performances they've had uh, for the jets in a long time uh the, the running attack had they had five rushing touchdowns which was the most they've had since 1993 which is pretty crazy i mean teams don't run it as much anymore obviously but that's still a pretty crazy stat and it's all because of him and uh yeah i mean that it just having him as a threat in the back you know as as talented as i think michael carter is i don't think teams are necessarily like scheming for michael carter i don't think they're right. scared of michael carter you have to you have to really prepare for Brees Hall. It's when he, when they start doing play action with him now it's gonna you're gonna have to pay attention to it and then when you have all the weapons they do at receiver and, you know, the tight ends are inconsistent, but like this group around it, like they have a, the ability to really have a balanced attack. Whereas the first three weeks they were passing at an insane rate. They had insane amount of dropbacks and all that stuff. They were not running the ball. Everybody was getting mad about that. They've run the ball more than they've passed the ball the last two weeks. It's never, it's not going to be, it's going to, you know, fluctuate based on what happens in these games. But if they can be a ground and pound team, I think that's a personality that the 49ers have always had with Kyle Shanahan. And that's where Michael Floor comes from. So I think that's what they want. So if they can get that running game going, Zach Wilson has the skill set to do a lot of those RPOs with his mobility. And then they can start getting these receivers more involved because Garrett Wilson hasn't been as involved the last two weeks and they haven't really needed him to be. So that, I think that says a lot about the potential of this offense. We can, we'll get into the defense, obviously. I think that there's some interesting stuff going on over there too. But the offense, like the ceiling is extremely high for this offense with everybody playing. Like, you know, what you go into a season with, you know, this guy has a lot of potential. This guy has a lot of potential. And it's pretty rare, especially around here where everybody lives up to it. And so far, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall are living up to it. So it, it really opens up a lot of what this team can do. Yeah, it certainly does. We're going to get into the defense, including Sauce Gardner and Zach Wilson as well, coming up in a little bit. But first, we do have to take a short break. All right, let's get back to it. And let's stick with the offense for now and talk about Zach. Um, we talked all about the, the weapons, but not the guy who was – pulling the trigger on that. And the important thing I think about Zach in this game was the numbers don't jump off the page, right? 14 of 21 for 210, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. And really, you think through the entire game, and the only real mistake I can even think about Zach was he he took the one sack for like, I think it was like a 17-yard mm. loss, like a huge sack. Yeah. Um, they ended up running a draw play to get a bunch of that back and ended up punting out a decent field position. So it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It didn't lead to a turnover. The sack's better than throwing an interception, but but that was the one flaw. But other than that, I mean, he, he just seems like 
He looks more comfortable in the pocket. Um, the 179 yard throw to Brees Hall, um, the way he looked through the play action, going through his progressions and then finding Hall. Hall even said, I think, after the game, um, I didn't think he was going to throw it to me because I had to wait for him to get through. He was like, Zach, 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 Zach. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good thing, right? Like he was going through the steps and then he found the right guy. He hit him. I, it was a, it wasn't like this breakout game for Zach Wilson, but it was what this team needs right now. Like they have weapons. He doesn't have to be superhero. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. I, you know, it's okay to have a ho-hum uh, Sunday for him. Like he doesn't need to, you know, be a, be a hero every week. And I think, you know, the way he plays and the way he played as a rookie, like it, you've seen a lot of quarterbacks where they feel like they have to make everything happen all on their own. You know, you see it with Carson Wentz is like a great example of that. And even Daniel Jones, uh, you know, he's he's done better with that this year for the Giants. Like guys like that who try and do everything themselves. And it, what it winds up happening is they force it themselves into bad decisions. They don't go through their reads. And Zach was just he just played like a good, you know, fairly efficient game. You know, there, there was a throw early that he underthrew Elijah Moore. That should have been a catch. It wasn't like a costly mistake necessarily. That was a big thing for this game in general, by the way, like the mistakes they made didn't wind up really costing them in the end. They had a couple of defensive pass interferences that they were able to overcome, like things like that. But um, like in terms of Zach, like the last five quarters, if you count the fourth quarter when he was like practically perfect, I think I, I tweeted a little bit ago, he's completed over 70% of his passes in that stretch, no turnovers. And like the, the jets are in a spot now where they have the talent where a game manager at quarterback is perfectly fine. I think that's why they felt confident in Joe Flacco at their quarterback. Obviously, there's some limitations to what he can do with how slow he is, though the offensive line is playing a lot better now. But um, like they they need a guy who's gonna, you know, not make mistakes and hit, hit find the weapons. Uh, you don't even need to throw it downfield to them a lot of the time. Like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall can make things happen after the catch. Um, so I if Zach Wilson plays like he did against the Dolphins every week, the, the Jets are going to be in very good shape. If he plays like he did in the fourth quarter against the Steelers, they might be a playoff team. So that that's just like what competent quarterback play has been something that's been missing around here for a while. And he's been certainly competent, if not more than that at times. So um, based on like there, there was no again, this goes back to like it all being hypothetical before we saw him come back. All we had to base it on was how he played last year. And he did not play like, you know, smooth, smooth operator last year. Like it was a lot of him trying to make things happen. And if, if he can keep it going like this, you know, I think Michael Ford deserves a lot of credit for the game plan and the way they call things. I think being confident in the running game behind him is going to be a very good thing for him, too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like you said, the, the sack, you can't really take sacks like that. It was a very quick pressure, but he started running backwards instead of, you know, if, if you're going to get sacked, just take the sack or throw it away as quick as you can. If you, if you don't think you throw it away, then just take the hit, I guess. Um, can't run backwards like that for sure. But yeah, very encouraged. And, um, you know, he's going to have a really good test against the Packers. The Packers defense has been inconsistent, but they do have talent, uh, especially, you know, pass rushers. And they have a, a couple good corners. So that's going to be a good test for him on the road. And they're going to be hungry coming yeah. off a loss to the Giants on Sunday in London. Uh, Zach also connected with eight different receivers on Sunday. Mm. I thought that was key, the way he's been able to kind of spread it around. And that goes back to the progressions, I think, as well. And not just like eyeing up. Like last year, I felt like it was a lot of Corey Davis or bust. Like that was his guy. That was the guy he connected with. But now he's he's hitting everybody. He hit eight different receivers and Conklin didn't have a catch. He targeted him, I think, once or twice, but but no catches. So that could have been you know, nine different receivers pretty easily. Uh, he also, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Zach, he's the first Jets quarterback ever with a rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, and receiving touchdown in a season. 
I saw that somewhere. That I mean, that's uh, I didn't I didn't see that, but that sounds right because I think that's a pretty <laughs> rare thing. I mean, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, pretty, it's pretty funny that he's uh he's had the that that running rushing touchdown was a pretty nice hard nosed run too. It actually made me kind of ah one of those moments, yeah yeah right? yeah because yeah, he kind of yeah. went head first yeah you don't really love them going head first yeah <laughs> yeah not great um the last jet player to do that uh curtis martin had a passing touchdown receiving touchdown rushing touchdown mm. um so it's been a while but for zach wilson to do it that's cool it just shows i think his athleticism the the play the philly special version play that they ran to get him to the touchdown yeah. catch um you mentioned the protection it was better um the o-line two sacks allowed Dwayne Brown back at left tackle. So we talked about it. That meant Elijah Barrett Tucker playing his third position in three weeks. And you wouldn't know it, right? Just, you know, he just looks good out there. Uh, he's a special player, man. It's, it's crazy. And by the way, like I, the, according to PFF stats, the offensive line didn't even give up the two sacks. They were, they were credited to Brees Hall and Michael Carter. So um, technically, I don't know, like you don't know what the assignments were, all that stuff um that's right. the hard part with like looking at that stuff but zero sacks technically zero pressures given up by elijah Vera tucker at right tackle um i mean it's just it's it's wild like there's we we i feel like everybody expected him to almost do this going into the game and that's almost an unreasonable expectation because for a guy to play he never played right tackle like he had played left tackle before so he played right tackle a position that he just started practicing this week uh, it's not like the other one where they're like, yeah, you got some reps at left tackle before. And, you know, we were just in case of emergency. He was not getting reps at right tackle. Um, you know, and, and just asking, talking to guys in the locker room, like Dwayne Brown has been in the league for a long time, called him special. And Lakin Tomlinson, who's been a pro bowler, is like, that dude's going to be an all pro for a long time. Um, I, I think everybody is just. But where? Well, where is he going to be? An yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I still, I imagine the goal is for him to be a long-term guard and you have two really good tackles. Yeah. But. I mean, you, wherever you need them, I guess, like you base it on what you have that off season. I don't know. It's a very unique spot to be in. Uh, you don't want to do this forever where you're moving them around a lot, but I mean, this, this guy is, he's, he's special. And, um, you know, Joe Douglas deserves a lot of credit for going up and getting him going up and get Brees Hall too. And, um, but you know, Elijah Vera Tucker has been the MVP of this team so far. I don't even think that's like even, I don't even think anybody would question that. And it's pretty for an offensive lineman to be an MVP of a team at, you know, I'm sure there's been guys that have deserved that 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 kind of thing, but I, I don't know that anybody's ever like called out an offensive lineman as a team's like MVP like this through five games. And Jets fans, I think, all agree with that. And when, when the fan base agrees that an offensive lineman is like deserves that, I think that just tells you everything about how good he's been. Yeah, especially when you have had players like in more you know, obvious positions yeah. having some big moments, but that, but that everybody realizes that what this guy has done because this offensive line has just been in such shambles, but Dwayne Brown did return, didn't get injured. So it seems like this team heads into next week. You would think right with, a, with a whole week of practice with yeah. these guys all in the same spots, that's kind of hard to imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and in, a lot of what they've been talking about is that they would just want the five best guys out there, which which is why they put AVT at right tackle and Herbig at right guard, basically saying they don't want to play Connor McDermott. Um, yeah. Poor guys catching strays without even meaning to. But uh, um, so I, this is a it's a pretty good. I mean, Nate Herbig's. I've I've been saying he's a starting quality uh, guard. So they they have five quality offensive linemen. The Eagles and, loved him. They didn't. Yeah. I don't think they wanted. The him Eagles to only go. got rid of him because they're so freaking deep at yeah. <laughs> on the offensive line, and they couldn't. Yeah. Like, there was no point of paying him what they were going to have to pay him. So, yeah. um, 
So they have five solid offensive linemen. Eventually, they're going to get back uh, Max Mitchell and uh, and <laughs> Sam. We got some noise coming from you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe hit the meat button. <laughs> New York City grilling in the apartment. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I thought they were done with. I us. thought I was going to be able to power through it. And I, I was <laughs> okay. They have Max Mitchell and George Fant eventually coming back. It's going to be an interesting conversation about what they do when that happens. But all of a sudden, they have a pretty deep offensive line group. Like, I know you don't want to overreact to one game, but Dwayne Brown was solid. I don't think he gave up much. Uh, Lincoln Tomlinson finally had a solid game. Nate Herbig was solid. AVT looks like a pro bowler. Like, you don't need five all-star offensive linemen. They have one and a couple of solid guys. And that if they just they give Zach Wilson time, they create some holes for Brees. Uh, and this offense is all of a sudden going to, you're going to see it rising and rising up the rankings, all the analytical ratings, all the stats and the scoring and all that stuff. So um, I'm, I'm another, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say that a lot. I'm encouraged by the offensive line. And it's not like the dolphins had like a, have like a bad pass rush. I think PFF had them as the 10th ranked pass rush come into this week. I don't know what they are now. I'm probably not as good, but um, yeah, very encouraging. All right, let's switch things over to the defense now. And Let's start with Sauce. I guess we started with Brees on the offensive side, so let's start there. And really, he started this game in the right place for the Jets, right? With the blitz, um, knocked out Teddy Bridgewater, gets the safety, then follows that up with his first interception of the season. Um, just in, <laughs> What else can you say about this guy, right? Week in, week out, he's just that shutdown guy that they they drafted, but you never know until he's on the field if he's going to be that guy, and he's been that guy right away. I feel like him and AVT, it's going to be a thing where we're talking about them every week when usually like when you just like expect a guy to be great, you kind of just like stop talking about them eventually. Like the Eagles, like she's the Eagles example, like their offensive line is always so good. I feel like you don't right. really talk about like Jason Kelsey every week kind of thing, you know, and, but with, with this, it's just like, it's, it's amazing. He's a rookie and he's, he's an absolute shutdown cornerback already. Um, I just I pulled up my story because when I asked him about his interception, he had a quote that kind of just, like his confidence, it's like so casual how like confident he is that like, and he's so nice about it that you don't realize how kind of cocky he's being like in a good way, like not a criticism. But I asked him about his interception and he was like, I feel like that was, oh no, that's not it. Um, here it was. Earlier in the week, I was talking about how I'm the only one, like one of the Jets starting defensive backs without an interception in a joking way. But God heard that and took it serious. He answered it for me. <laughs> um, a few weeks late, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, this kid's going to be the most popular guy in town for like a long time, just because his personality and the way he plays. And, um, you know, he had a, he had a defensive pass interference. I can't, there was, they had three of them. I, I think like two of them were kind of iffy calls. I can't remember if his was one of the ones that was iffy, uh, but it didn't wind up costing them. Like I said earlier. And, you know, they, again, the dolphins fans are all coming out of the woodwork to be like, yeah, tired kill and Jalen Hill are banged up and they were playing the third string quarterback, which is true, but you know, you can only, you know, do what's in front of you. And they, South Carner has not been beaten yet, really. Like the one, the one mistake he had cost a touchdown against the Browns. Otherwise he's been near perfect. Like he's playing at a pro bowl level as, as a rookie and for a corner to do that in the beginning of the season, like that's a hard position to play. Like there's a lot you have to factor in the quarterback, the scheme, you know, all that, the receiver you're playing against the route, they're running what they're showing all that stuff. And he's just been absolutely stellar. And the cornerback blitz, like, it's funny, him, Sala was like kind of being coy about it. Somebody asked, like, why why did that work or or whatever? Um, and they, it's like they, they all kept saying that they knew it was, it was like something about 
what the Dolphins were doing. They knew what look they were showing. And they're like, we we have no doubt in our minds that this is going to be work. I don't know. They could have expected it to be a safety and all that stuff. Like the timing of it was great. Um, but yeah, like you, you can't get much, you can't expect much more out of a, out of a rookie going against Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell than what he showed yesterday. Yeah, it was it was special. The numbers overall for Hill and Waddle, 10 catches, 70 yards. I mean, that is not what you expect from those guys. Um, it was the third string quarterback. Um, for Hill, though, one thing that stood out to me was he had catches, right? I think he had seven catches. Yeah. A lot of those were early on. Um, but scheme wise, the Jets were doing something right because he was getting catches, but he wasn't breaking them. He wasn't getting the yards after the catch, which is what this guy is, right? Is get him the ball and let him shine. Uh, maybe the injury was a little of that, but it seemed like the Jets kind of had a good plan in place to, hey, this guy's going to get his catches. We got to prevent the big play, and they did that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Um, it helped that they were getting like a lot of pressure up front, yeah. um, especially for a third, like you said, third-string rookie quarterback. They didn't make his life any – he didn't have time to throw. Maybe if he did, it looks a little different. Who knows? But – they were, they were hitting the quarterback, and both DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner continue to shut guys down on the back end. They shut down Mike Jaziki, their tight end, so their linebackers are playing a little better in coverage. There was some tackling problems. Um, like they played, they played a big nickel. So Will Parks was a starter at safety, and they played fewer linebackers, I believe. Um, and so they they did that because they were trying to prevent anything from happening: deep plays, big plays, chunk plays. And so what happened is Raheem Mostert started just getting a lot of. A lot of rushing yards. You know, there's some tackling issues because those safeties maybe aren't amazing at tackling, but um, they were able to hold the passing game pretty well. And at, as long as they have Sauce Garner and DJ Reed, like no matchup is going to be, you know, it's nothing's going to scare them really in terms of like receivers they're going against because they really believe in this cornerback duo. Hold on. I got to cut in because we got some pretty big NFL news. The Panthers have fired Matt Rule. Oh, wow. I had a feeling that might happen soon. I didn't realize it would happen today. Wow. Yeah. There you go. The Jets tried to hire him at one point, right? Yeah. Yeah. As did the Giants. Maybe that's <laughs> Matt. Maybe, his... maybe that's Matt ruled his new job. He just yeah. found he's kind of. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Our, the first one of the 20, 2022 season. Oh, I mean, so they they're gonna be the yeah yeah it's pretty early too. I guess they're they're pretty big, they're pretty big. They signed him to like a they hired him and they gave him like a seven year deal too for like sixty million. So he's gonna be fine for a while. Because he was, it. yeah, he was the guy. Well, that was the thing with the Jets and Giants and him. Yeah, right? the, like, Giants, the Giants. He was the guy the fans all wanted. Yeah, the Giants wouldn't pay him. But well, the Jets were both the, the Jets were the, bases, the, Jets were the year like, before, and I think the thing was he wanted to like bring all his college yep. coaches with him. And then with the Giants, the Giants yep. didn't want to pay him a seven year deal, and then it, it worked out. I mean, whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah. That's great. I mean, I'm curious to see what he'll probably go back to college because he's a pretty good college coach. But yeah, um, it's that if the Jets so keep playing, hard, if right? The Jets keep, if the Jets keep playing like this, Michael Floor is gonna uh, get some get some looks. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Where, where, yeah, where were we talking, were we talking about the defense? Were you talking about the defense? Yes, yes. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, that was yeah. I did. I wasn't looking at my phone. It just so came did. across Twitter. I saw yeah. Schefter and Rappaport had it instantly, and then the Panthers obviously. Um, I, I, I saw I saw a Matt real quote yesterday. He's like, you know, we have we really just have to start start scoring more points if we want to win or something like that. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's not a yeah, that's not a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh we should get to the pass rush as well, but yeah. we do have another break that we have to get to as well. So let's do that first. Take a break. We'll be back with the pass rush, the rest of the defense after this. 
All right, let's move on to the pass rush. And it was impressive. We kind of talked about it a little bit there, but um, PFF grades for this line. My goodness. Carl Lawson, 92.5. Franklin Myers, 87.5. Quinn, 84.7. Bryce Huff, 90.3. 15 plays for Bryce. I'm not sure where we should start here. I guess Carl Lawson had the strip yeah. sack. He's the veteran guy that you're um, you're just waiting to become a leader. Obviously, he had the bad penalty uh, a couple of weeks ago, but this game was like what Jets fans have been hoping for. What this team is paying for: nine pressures, six quarterback hits, sack, the forced fumble. He dominated. Man, I mean, yeah, he, I think P, so. PFF had him with eight total pressures, five QB hits, and uh, and the sack okay. that he had. Um, so, I mean, that's you know, we we talked to early in the season about how you know we were waiting for him to to kind of get home, and you know, the whole thing with him with the Bengals was that he would pressure a lot and not, you know, not maybe, and he he would get QB hits but not sacks was the thing, and he, he still didn't get a lot of sacks, but he was absolutely dominant yesterday. The whole D line was just absolutely just. I mean, the, again, the Dolphins. Teron Armstead was banged up and then he left the game. But, you know, again, you can only play who's in front of you. And it's not like um, they were were getting this level of pressure through the first three games. Um, Yeah, so it starts Carl Lawson. I mean, Quinnen Williams continues to just be like the the MVP of that defense. He was was awesome. Bryce Huff, whenever he comes in, it seems like the Jets pass rush just makes things happen. JFM had his most dominant game that I've seen since I've been here. Uh, Like, you're not going to have all those guys playing that well every week. Quinnen Williams has played that well every week. Uh, but they're paying Carl Lawson to be this guy. And like, like I've said, you know, it, we've, we've talked about, you know, there was a lot to made of like the depth that defense has been, but it only really looked like good depth. If Carl Lawson was like a star at the top of it. Cause if you'd had a bunch of good players that, you know, you, you need that dominant guy in the modern NFL, especially with how the jets run their defense. They're not going to blitz. They rely on the guys getting pressure up front on their own kind of thing. And then, you know, helping everything on the back end so they can be more creative and all that stuff. So if Carl Lawson's playing like this. It's going to, again, like as we were talking about with Zach Wilson and Brees Hall on the offense, like if Carl Lawson's playing like this and, and, you know, JFM's playing like this, it's going to open everything up on the back end for them to do stuff like randomly blitz sauce Gardner when nobody's expecting them to do that. Quinnen, um, needs to get like a poster of the stiff arm on Tyreek Hill. Just put it on. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you haven't mentioned that to that point. Yeah. Especially because of, you know, everything obviously. And some yeah. of the just talked about it. I know Mosley played it down, but the whole Tyreek Hill off season thing yeah. kind of leading the jets long. Um, but then that happens in the set fourth quarter, right? Where Quinnen gets the ball and just, shoves him to the ground and that was in a lot of ways i think the the visual moment that you take from this game oh man it was <laughs> that was even something i didn't realize until i rewatched this morning is that he did it he had the ball in one hand and he like went across his body to do it too like with his other hand like so it's not, it's not like he was right where the ball was he was on the other side of him like it was it was or whatever you know what i'm saying like it <laughs> it was yeah. it was special and clearly there was a little something extra there um, as, uh, as Sheldon Rankin said, you know, the number one thing you want is for a big man to get a touchdown, but you know, throwing a guy into the turf is, this is number two for sure. Um, and, and then that led to Brees Hall's touchdown a couple plays later, but yeah, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty, I mean, Tyree, I don't know if it was that play or something, but Tyreek apparently got stepped on at some point after that, uh, or during that. And he's, he had like a boot after the game or something. So that, that play just like, Oh messed him up completely <laughs> but yeah i mean quinn williams has been playing like you know a man who wants to get paid a lot of money obviously this offseason but he's pretty he seems pretty motivated and 
Um, he's kind of like ABT in that I, at this rate, he's like playing at an all pro level. And if he can keep it up, I mean, I don't know if he'll get voted all pro, but I, like he's playing at that level. So um, it, it's very encouraging to see the D line playing up to their talent. Cause that's another thing that they've been missing for a while. Yeah. A couple more things. Bryce Huff, we mentioned uh, 15 plays this week. That's obviously up from, from last week and still very effective in those 15 yeah. plays. I mentioned the over 90 PFF. Is 15 feel like the right number for him? Obviously, he's not going to be a guy that's in there. You know, he's never going to hit 30, at least at this point in his career. He's a pass rush guy specifically. So do you do you see that rising anymore, or is 15 about where you expect him to be? Yeah, I, I think they're committed to that rotation. And I you know I, I know fans get mad. I, so I even tweeted a stat, which only stokes. Anytime I tweet, tweet something about Bryce Huff, it stokes the fire, which is not what I'm trying to do because fans are obsessed with him. Um but I, I found a stat that uh, where'd it go right there? Yeah. So I, I looked up uh, when when Quinn and Williams, Carl Lawson and Bryce Huff are all on the field together at the same time. They have 19 snaps that they've played together and they have 15 pressures and 16 QB hits. I mean, six QB hits. Sorry. 15 pressure, six QB hits, three sacks in those snaps. So pretty much when the three of them are on the field at the same time, they're getting pressure like no matter what. Like, But I say that and they're not going to like play all three of them together all game like Bryce Huff. Clearly, the Jets don't really trust him on running downs, which is fine because he's really helped on passing downs as they play teams. And, you know, as, as they play teams that are going to have to pass it more if the Jets have a lead or stuff like that. Like, I, I would think you would want to pay Bryce more, but they're, they're not going to go away from this rotation. They like Jacob Martin rotating in there. They like Michael Clemens rotating in there. And to the fans' dismay, they like rotating Nathan Shepard in there at defensive tackles. So, but I think the best version of this in terms of pass rushing of, of the Jets' defensive line is. Carl Lawson and Bryce Huff at, at the ends and JFM sliding inside next to Quinn and Williams. And that's, that's a pass rush group that I think a lot of offensive linemen are going to have a tough time blocking. Yeah. That's just uh, the, something's going to leak. There's going to be an opening somewhere when all those guys are out there. Uh, I had one last thing I wanted to call out um, because we've been critical of the linebacking core at times. They did a good job on Jusicki, but how about Quan Alexander on the fourth and one play coming mm-hmm. up and, hitting the the hit for a loss that in a lot of ways I felt like ended this game. That was kind of it. The the Dolphins were trying to get something going and he comes up on a fourth and one, makes the big play and it was they rolled from there. Yeah, that was that was an important week for the linebackers. I think they had a rough week last week. Uh and they're they have a really tough task. You know, we're gonna talk about the Packers later in the week, obviously, but they have two really talented running backs. So the linebackers are really going to have to step up this week because they're going to, the Packers are going to try and run it down their throat. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious to, to see how, how this group steps. I think Quincy Williams is closer to returning than I expected. Uh, they haven't placed him on injured reserve. So that means that they feel like he can come back. I, he, I saw him off to the side the other day. So I'm curious. I don't know if he's going to play this week necessarily, but if, if the linebackers, again, it's like, like the thing we were talking about Zach Wilson as a game manager, they don't need the linebackers to be great. I, I think CJ Mosley, I think, is clearly less a, lost a step from when he was in his prime, which is to be expected. But as long as they're not getting killed by tight ends and that they're not missing too many tackles, which again they were against Mostert, which they need to clean up. But um, yeah, this was this was a much better performance. And Quan Alexander had another big hit earlier in the game, so that that's kind of his thing. He juices the defense up, and that's kind of what they brought him for. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else from either of you? I think we've pretty much put a bow on this win. Victory Monday. Everybody should get out there and, and enjoy it. And uh, if you can't celebrate Victory Monday, celebrate Zach's birthday. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, will, I, I should just. All right. Quick, if Jets, you want. 
real quick, J- Jermaine Johnson did get hurt in the game, and he, I saw him with a boot in the locker room. I'm not sure what yes. the status is for him yet, but that's something to keep an eye on for sure. Keep an eye on Zach's Twitter feed for more <laughs> on that. Yep. Zach will have an update on that uh, before he can – move on with his uh, celebration today. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, if you want to join The Athletic, you can do it. $1 a month for six months. Go to theathletic.com slash can't wait. Great deal. Great time to do it. Football in full swing. Hockey's back this week. Basketball's back next week. It's the baseball playoffs. No better time to get the best writing in the business. We will be back later this week, Thursday or Friday, not sure yet, to get you ready for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Have a great week, everyone.